Hey guys, when we started this project, we were not sure how hard it would be to edit, record everything, and then eventually distribute. But then luckily, someone told us about Anchor. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, they have creation tools that will allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. And the best thing is you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're in the state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in Letitia and Brandy. Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned. Okay, should we start the episode by saying, sorry, I'm blank? I would love that. Do you want to go first? I'm still sad. Oh. I've had a crazy, seriously sad three days, but I've been really, really busy, but I have had moments of pretty consistent breakdown. Uh, it's been a little nuts but honestly everybody says it's normal i'm sure it is i kind of feel like because i didn't i wasn't very emotional last was that last week yes that's so crazy definitely like the service was very emotional but other than that i haven't been super emotional but i feel like it's gonna catch up to me and see that's what happened to me is like we were so busy everybody was in town then i was working out at molly's house for like four days in a row like just didn't stop But then when I would get tired or it would be in the evening, I would get so upset. And then one day I had to pull over the side of the road and literally my friend Missy happened to call me and she texted me and she said, hey, answer your phone. I feel like we're supposed to talk. And that was right when I was pulled on the side of the road crying. And so I called her and we talked for the longest time and it was it was actually pretty amazing. Wow. But yeah, I think it does do that when you don't deal with it. And then like weeks go by and you're finally still it all he'll hit you at once. Mm-hmm. So what's your sorry? I think I know. Yeah. Sorry. It's the total opposite of yours. I know. Sorry. I'm freaking ecstatic on cloud nine because Rai Rai is here. <laughs> I'm using the YFT bell. You um, really are. I'm in a Rai Rai made it. From South Africa to Nashville, Tennessee. And it was supposed to happen, what, in like April? First week of May. Oh, well, it's not that much longer. Mom, almost seven months. We are in September. I haven't seen him since March. That's true. That's true. Okay, so like when he landed in Nashville and he first got to see Tennessee and Nashville, what did he think? This time or last time? Oh, that's right. I forgot he's been there before. Yeah, yeah, he's been here before. But let me tell you what. So, so young Nikki... Noah Cyrus, my little sister, flew in here and then brought her freaking dog. And she, so she bombarded me on like Friday and stayed in town. And so I was like busy with the horse show, busy with young Nikki, busy with all the things. And then Rai Rai flew in Saturday. So I had been up since 5.30 because I had horse showed that day. And my class didn't go to almost two o'clock. You know how that goes. Like you have the longest horse show day. You wait all day to show and then you show and you're exhausted. Then I had to haul my horse an hour back home because it was the last day of the show hauled star all the way home came back dropped it off and then t- he landed at like 10 45 and it was like 10 30 and i was like guys i have to go because rai rai is the kind of person there are two types of people people that come inside the airport and greet you when you get there and are like waiting for you just outside security okay that's rai every time that i've is, ever been to south africa he, every time i've ever been to south africa he parks the car comes inside right 
after security so that he can like just grab me the minute I'm there. And I know that's what he wanted from me. And I was running so late because of Noah and AJ that I didn't. I wasn't there in time to do that. And in my defense, BNA is under construction and it's really difficult to park right now at the airport. And so he like called me and was like, I'm here. And I was like, okay, I'm pulling up. I'm two minutes away. And I could tell he was so mad that I wasn't inside. I'm sure <laughs> since he just flew in from South Africa <laughs> to move here. Literally flew for over two days. So I'm like pulling a whipping the Jeep up into the, you know, the arrivals. And he's he's been to BNA once, but like doesn't know where he's going. Can't figure out where to come out and meet me. I'm like on the phone with him. I can tell he's so angry because I'm not inside. But anyway, he finally finds the Jeep and it was a nice little reunion. We had a nice like hug, a nice airport moment. Everyone was staring. It was very cute. And he got in the car and we were both just so exhausted on Saturday. It was just like weird. It's almost like we didn't know how to feel. Like we didn't know how to feel because it just it's so unreal that he's here. I mean, I really had it in my head that it was going to be next year until I got to see him, you know, for him too. I think just like the whole travel day, like the two days of travel, he had to fly from Johannesburg all the way to Dubai, which is the opposite direction, and then have a huge layover in Dubai and then took a 15 hour flight in coach to Chicago. And then not only that, he landed at O'Hare. The last flight out of O'Hare was like at 3 p.m. to Nashville. So he had to transfer to Midway, get all his bags, go to the other airport and then fly to Nashville. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. He's a trooper. Honestly, there's just no way I would have done that. No, no way. I mean, that sounds horrible. I know, but he did it and he's here. He's like six foot three. I know, but I will say because of COVID, he had the whole row to himself on all of his flights. Okay. So then could he even sleep or is he like completely off? He's so jet lagged. He like barely slept the first night and you know me, I really like sleeping by myself. Like I really, I don't even let Astra sleep with me normally unless we're traveling. Like I really just like to have the room to myself. And so it's been an adjustment to get back into the groove. I'm sleeping with somebody in your bed. Um, no, it's been great, but it was just insane because like he got here and I'm like, so Noah's in town at our at my house. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and he just got like thrown into it. It was insane. Well, but it Noah was- loved it. All she could talk about today when she called me was how much she loves Ron Hart. Uh-huh. We had a really good time. We had a blast. And oh, oh, that you have I don't, you don't even know the best part. So we've had one night in this house. One night with just the two of us. An hour ago, I get a phone call from Trey Cyrus. Brandy, I'm freaked out. Can Tay and I come stay with you tonight? Guys, I was like, I've one night. It's just been one night with my boyfriend that I haven't seen for seven months. And now the rest of the family is moving in. Like, well, I can't we can't catch a break. Is that true? Yeah, he's coming over tonight. Him and the dogs. The, why? <laughs> He has got to get a grip. Uh, yeah, so it's funny. So poor Rye, he's just been thrown into the Cyrus family craziness from the minute he stepped foot into the country. And is he seeming okay? Yeah, here's what I love about Rye. He goes with the flow. He just fits right in. He just gets right on board and he just goes with it all. And he's such a champ and it's just, he's so great. And so you've also done another podcast. You've also taped a podcast today. I did. Yeah. Give it a plug. I got another podcast called Your Favorite Thing. Yeah. So you taped Your Favorite Things today. And now we're doing our podcast. And like poor Ra, what has he been doing when you've been doing all this stuff? Smoking his hookah, that's what. He just sits out on the back porch, you know how he is, and just like listens to the insects and smokes his hookah. Oh, and it is actually really nice there. So Yeah, it's really nice though, yeah. But he's cute. He's down at the barn right now doing the night check for me, so I don't have to do that, which is lovely. Also, we moved a donkey today. That was really exciting. 
And you I have think a, he likes the stuff? Oh yeah, he said it was so fun. I was so stressed out about it. So I've we've rescued. I think the stoners know we've got like a million rescues on the farm, and we rescued these six donkeys last year, and they're all so great except one of them. And he's like, he's like feral. It's insane that he's nuts. So like, I put him in a paddock today by himself to get him like separated, so I could bring the trailer and just like herd him into the trailer. We come down there today with the horse trailer, mom. He kicks the top fence board of his paddock and then jumps out in, back into the paddock with Comet and Ollie. It was a whole thing. So we had to herd him into the trailer and take him down. Now he's living in the Bronx down at Traces with the other donkeys. So that's what we did today. So Robert probably loved that. Oh, yeah. He thought it was so fun. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, it's so stressful. And he's like, no, this is so fun. I cannot believe he is here and he is living and working down at the barn and just like he's living in Tennessee. He's loving, loving it. So anyway, I don't want to bore the stoners, but Rye's here finally and we're just so thrilled. And I talked about it a little bit, but I'm sure everyone's probably like wondering how he got here because we made such a big ordeal about it on social media that we were separated. But it actually, it was Instagram. Like it's so crazy, the power of social media because I posted a few photos and just like candidly talked about how we've been separated because of the travel restrictions. And you know, this is not just a me problem. This is a worldwide problem. There are couples all over the world that are separated because of this and it was cool to like see everybody kind of come out of the woodwork and support each other and support Ryan and I and to hear everybody else's story and to know we, we weren't alone and being separated and everything but because of all that awareness and making all that noise I had several people like DM me trying to help and give advice and say hey this is what worked for us and we'd had maybe like 10 people send messages and nothing had really like led anywhere And then randomly, I had this guy, it was somebody like a follower, like I had never really talked to before. I didn't really, you know, didn't anything much of it. And he just was like, yeah, I have some connections in South Africa. And I was like, yeah, right. So I ignored the message. And then he happened to like message me a second time to follow up. And I'm so glad he did because I responded. And he connected us with a travel agent in South Africa that was able to book flights that are not available to the public that are for people reuniting with family or traveling for business purposes and like have legit reasons to leave. So that's how he got on a flight. And uh, it was kind of a toss up whether the US would let him in when he got here. It's really vague. If you if you Google like what the guidelines are and who's allowed in and who's not like the answers aren't very clear. So we just took a huge risk and he caught over here and he got in and now he's here. That's so cool. So anyway, we are all so excited. I can't wait to get to Nashville so I get to hang out with Ra too. We're going to have him here for the holidays. I'm so excited. Also, it's almost Uh, Christmas. What the heck? I honestly thought about that today. I cannot deal. No one's getting a present from me. (laughs) Same, because I just spent all my money on horse showing. Sorry, guys. I mean, like, honestly, I think this year we have to make it no gifts. Or we do that secret Santa thing because I cannot deal because you guys like buy one little thing or whatever, but I like buy all these gifts (laughs) for each person and like weigh it out to only spend the same amount on each person. And if one's got something big, the other one has like, it's insane. That ship has sailed. Those days have passed. You're like, I'm done. New stoner MT is not going to be Santa Claus (laughs) this year. So funny. Like, I'm down serious. Of all the love languages, gifts are my least favorite. Like they're the lowest on the ladder for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like gifts. <laughs> <laughs> you like getting gifts. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so if you know what? I used language... to, I have given gifts for so long. I have been given and given and given and given and not receiving. 
And I am ready to start receiving gifts. You are so high right now. I can see it in your face. No, I'm serious. Okay, but if you are. if gifts were your love language, you would not only love to receive them, but you would love to give them. So it's not your love language. I do love to give. <laughs> you like to get them, Mom. You don't need to smoke anymore. You're very high. Am I? I think so. Do you know what your love language is? Do you know what the five of them are? What language mine is. Oh, you do. Acts of freaking service. <laughs> because that is another one. If I have like served for so freaking long, I am not serving anymore. I want to be served, and that is that. I am putting my foot down. Oh, I want God. gifts, and I want served. Mom, for the last freaking. 33 years, because that's how old you are. I've been gifting and serving, and I'm over it. Oh, my God. I sense a lot of pent-up anger. I need therapy. You do. Well, acts of service are also is also my top love language. Yeah, I, like, really appreciate it when people go out of their way to do something for me that they know, like, either really helps me or just something that, you know, I know, like, it wasn't convenient for them, but they did it because they love me so much. That's, like, definitely my top one. And you know what? That is the love language, love language I like to give. Same. I don't want to touch you. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't need to touch me, but I will serve you. You're insane. I'm fine with that, but no touching. <laughs> Zero touching. But serve. Serve, but don't touch. <laughs> you should get a tattoo that says that. Seriously. Oh. So, so anyway, what else are we talking about? I feel like we've talked about a lot. Kind of, yeah. We got deep there for a hot sec. You've been doing Miley's house for like the freaking past month. You got any high design to talk about? Because I have a high design question I need to throw out there to the stoners. I'm really praying somebody can freaking help me. Why are there no good places to buy, as my mother would call it, drapery? There are no good curtains anywhere. I feel like the only option is to custom make, and that's too expensive for my pocket right now. And I just feel like some of these companies we love, like the Citizenry or Brooklinen or Parachute, why do you guys not make window stuff, like window treatments and curtains? You terracotta some really pretty ones either. Even Pottery Barn. Pottery Barn. They're just so, like, blob. Well, the, I like a white linen. No, I don't want a white linen. Well, where are you looking for this for? For my bedroom. Okay, well, it's gotten brown now, right? Why don't <laughs> you do, like, a flax oatmeal color? Because that room is so white and blah that I just don't want more blah. Well, what are you thinking? I was thinking, like, okay, so I have an accent pillow on my bed. It's from the Citizenry. And it has, like... A dark, dark rust color in the pillow. And then it also has like a dusty rose color, like a very faded blush, if you will. I like that. So I was thinking that like I want curtains that are the exact color of like the very dark rust, but it's not a bright. It's like a very muted. It's almost a chestnut, but it's like got a hint of that orange tone to it. I'm scared. Where do I get that? I would call that cognac. Yeah, it's a cognac. It's a dark (laughs) cognac. I love dark cognac. Yeah, like a nice whiskey. Uh-huh, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's what I want. Can't find it. All right, you guys, we want to tell you about another one of our sponsors. It's Lumi Deodorant. I think we've talked about them before. I keep one of these sticks in my carry-on bag when I'm traveling. I don't like deodorant. It's just one of those things that I never think to pack. 
So I just make sure I always have it on me. If you guys aren't familiar, Lumi is a whole body deodorant that was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. This deodorant is baking soda free and paraben free, plus it's pH balanced for safe use. I know for me, like I've heard so much bad stuff about deodorant and like what's in it isn't great for you that a lot of the traditional ones that you can buy at your local drugstore just aren't cutting it for me. So I really love Lumi. Plus they come in a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, which is my favorite, and they also have toasted coconut. And the great thing is, is you can use Lumi all over your entire body. So when you travel, it's so much easier just to have one product. Plus, they also have deodorant wipes, which are super clutch, especially if you're on like the red eye or an overnight flight. And they also have body wash, which is really cute. And it comes in a mini travel size as well. Lumi offers a starter pack that's perfect for new customers. And as a special offer for our listeners, all new customers get 15% off Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code STONED for 15% off your first purchase of LumiDeodorant.com. That's code STONED at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. All right, guys, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our favorite sponsors, Nutrafol. I take my Nutrafol. Do you take your Nutrafol? I take my Nutrafol all the time. I do too. I'll have the one for 50 and over. I was going to say, there's a <laughs> few different formulas. Uh, there is one for women that are postmenopausal, yes, which is. would be my mother. <laughs> um, and if you're confused about like which formula of Nutrafol is right for you, you can go on their website and they do have a quick hair quiz that you can take. You just answer a few questions and then they will tell you which formula is right for you. If you aren't familiar, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I've taken it for years. I can tell a huge difference. I can too. I have such like baby fine hair and not very much of it, but I, my hair does not shed. Like it really doesn't. And some of my my girlfriends, like when they come on trips with me and stuff, their hair will be everywhere, like all over the sink and in the shower. I just do not lose hair like that. And I feel like you used to and don't anymore. I did. <laughs> Honestly, maybe, but I definitely do not anymore. Like, I barely even lose hair in my brush when I brush well, it out. this is amazing. I'm so tell the stoners how we get it. Also, Nutrafol has a subscription that you can do so that it shows up on your doorstep. I do a subscription. Okay, so clutch. That way you never run out. All right, you guys, if you want to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners... $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code STONED. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code STONED. That's Nutrafol.com promo code STONED. So this is one of my favorites. It's the Integra Boost, um, which helps keep your weed fresher. It sure does. Integra specially brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging. And my favorite part is, is that with the terpenes, that you can kind of mix and match and make them different flavors and just kind of specialize your weed. Totally. Plus, they are precision-crafted, plant-based packs that are entirely food-safe, so they can be used with any of your cannabis products. 
Integra offers an array of sizes and relative humidity levels for storing flour, pre-rolls, gummies, blunt wraps, and so much more. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code SWS at checkout for 15% off of your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. Is that going to be too big of a contrast with the white walls? I don't think. Okay. Okay. But I can't find it, so don't get too worried. Okay. What about the dusty rose color? I would, that would be my second choice. Okay, so we've answered your question, but there are options out there. She okay, just is being, like, picky. But everywhere from, like, Urban Outfitters to mm. Pottery Barn to, that's about it. <laughs> so two options, great. <laughs> yeah. Urbans are hit or miss, though. Yeah, Urbans are hit or miss. But you know what I really like? It's just the creamy, gauzy, pretty. Especially since your room's sounding pretty earthy. It's not. Yeah, desert is the theme. Ooh, I like that a lot. Desert is the theme, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's where you get curtains. And actually, you know who else has great curtains in that exact color? Ikea. I knew you were going to say Ikea. Ikea has some of the prettiest curtains if you're just looking for a basic like white, off-white, or like a beigey color. And they're Mm -hmm. just like a really soft linen. But you'd have to use a blackout curtain if you wanted it to be dark because you can see through them. But they have these little ties at the top that are so cute. And they are cheap. Here's the problem with Ikea right now. Because of the Rona, which has ruined everything, it takes a whole month for them to ship. I know. Sad. All right. What high design are you bringing to the table? You know, I don't really have anything. (laughs) Mother! Honestly, my brain is design fraud. Like, literally fraud. Because I have been working on Molly's house for so many days in a row that I just even can't even think about one more thing. What's your favorite thing you've done at Molly's house? You know what I think was one of the things that made one of the biggest impacts was changing out kitchen hardware. Really? Yes. When she first got the house that she's in, it was very like, not even modern farmhouse, like more of like farmhouse hardware. Mm -hmm. And even a lot of, there was like shiplap and stuff places. And so we put a very modern, you know, black mat hardware on and it just changed the entire kitchen like it was crazy to me so that was one of my favorite things that we did that was so easy and like not expensive and it just changed the entire look of the room so that I really loved and the other one was and I'm not going to say where because we'll show it someday is we actually did a mural somewhere Ooh, I know and you know I used to be the queen of murals when y'all were little Oh, you did. I was always having things painted. In Trace and Brazen's, it said music changes everything. And it was a guitar on the wall. I can picture it. It's it's burnt into my brain. Yeah. But so I love a mural, but we did a really cool mural somewhere. And so that's another one of my favorite things. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. Well, before we segue into DRMT, I just have to say that our girl who did, who had the mismatched windows and you thought she misunderstood us about her uh-huh. shelves. And she didn't misunderstand. She had already bought the shelves okay. before she heard our advice. So she was okay. like, well, I already got the shelves, so I got to keep them. Got you. She just didn't want us to think that she misunderstood because she did not. You know what? That's great. I actually really like what she did. 
And I think that there is a way that she can connect those shelves and make it look almost like a little more built in if there was a way to match up and put a shelf. I mean, it would just be really cool if it could kind of connect some way. I agree. And then maybe she could put like a little ottoman or like just a little poof under it or something. But anyway, and then there was something else I wanted to tell her and I can't remember what it was. You got to start writing this stuff down. (laughs) I know. But anyway, Um, I thought she did great. Let's dive into some DRMTs. We've got a bunch this week. Love you guys so much for providing content for us. Hi, MT. Hi, BC. My name's Christine. I'm from Salem, Oregon. And I just was wondering what your guys' testimony is and how you guys came to know Jesus and what, like, made you guys become a Christian. And if you guys ever, like, went through anything that, like, really shook your faith or, like, changed it. Anyways, I was just wondering. I love you guys so much, and I hope you guys have a great day. Bye. Love Christine's energy. So I think, like we've mentioned before, like, Mammy is the one that took us to church every Sunday, introduced us to the Lord, never cussed, never drank, lived by the book. (laughs) So honestly, there was never like, for me, really just one moment because my mom was really, truly the strongest, really believer that I've ever known and just really lived her life every single day as just wanting to be a certain type of person for because she knew when she died she wanted to go to heaven and so she really just raised us as such strong believers in that is what is real and true and I just don't think I ever really had any desire to question that you know like I think some people really need to be like once you're an adult you either just kind of like me it was just this family tradition that you continue on and you just you are a believer because you are or i think there's people that come into like a certain age i think some people just start to not want to believe something just because their parents you know believed Mm -hmm. it and so really need answers as to you know proof of this and like i've just always been a believer and just so consistent in faith and I know that is because my mom just really raised me to believe that is what is true and I so I just think that there was never really a moment ever of doubt for me yeah so mine it's uh, mine also just started uh with mammy she literally took me to church every Sunday with her and ever since I can remember I mean that's just like it's so ingrained in my childhood and so I did that and then I would say when I was like 15 so I was a freshman in high school. Like I had been going to church and I believed in God and and everything because it was every it was all I'd ever known. But when I I just made some friends that were involved in this youth group at a church in Franklin, it was called the People's Church. And I think it was just like one of those times where up until I was 15, I think like the most of my identity was like really wrapped up into horses, and it was just it was my one thing, and I was the nerdy horse girl and whatever. And that's where most of my close friends were. And then when I got into high school and I started making other friendships, these friends introduced me to like this whole 
other side of the quote unquote religion where, you know, growing up, I just felt like it was a lot of the routine of going to church every Sunday and sitting in Bible class and reading the same, um, hymns, like singing the same hymns out of a book every Sunday and, and memorizing prayers that you just repeat because that's what you're supposed to do. And it was just very monotonous to me. And then when I branched out and I started going to the people's church, I don't know, like it just like opened up a whole, whole new world of like what, what faith actually is and what it actually means. And it's not just like, it's not the same for every person. It's a very personalized thing. And I think that from the time I was in ninth grade until even now, like I just continue to learn like what faith personally means to me. And a big part of that for me is just, it it gives me purpose. I just feel like in life, like the one thing that matters the most is having a purpose. And I don't, I don't feel like I ever really had that until I had the faith that I have now. And I think a lot of that is just like growing up and being an adult and figuring out what it means to you instead of just doing it because your parents said to. Yeah, I agree. I do agree with, you know, just my whole childhood actually into adulthood. You know, we went to a different church before we went to the people's church and it was mm-hmm. it was that way. And I felt very I felt like I was doing it because more of a uh, because it was a tradition of what our family did. Mm-hmm. But then when we started going to the people's church, I started going there. We left the church we were at to go to the people's church because you loved it so much and just kept saying, you guys mm-hmm. have to come just one Sunday. And I forget why we went. And I was just like, wow. And I think too, instead of it being just like a tradition, this became like a relationship with God, Mm -hmm. not just I'm a Christian and I'm, you know, like you said, going to recite these things. It was really opened my mind that this is a relationship with a real person. And that's not how I felt before. So Mm -hmm. I guess that was really, really a big step for me too. And then I met one of my dearest friends, Wendy Green at that church. And I've been through quite a few pretty hard times in my life. I three really major, like, I'm feeling like I'm going to break down type of times. And the people that were there for me and made me feel the strongest were people like Wendy and people from my church. And like, it just became such a support system too. And Mm -hmm. I think that, I just think that that is so important. And I love like having that community at church, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And I don't think I ever, I never had that before. Yeah. We went to people's church. Mm -hmm. I think too, like when you grow up, you know, we, we grew up like, Mammy's just so old school. I mean, she was born in what, 30 something. Um, You know, we like grew up going to this Methodist church. And I think now like something that always stuck out to me when I first started going to this, this people's church we keep talking about is somebody said something to the effect of like religion, which I I hate the word religion, but religion in itself, like there's so many different kinds, right? I mean, just even just Christians alone, there's like a zillion different types of Christians and different churches you can go to. And it's like, to me, it's it's not really like like which one's right or wrong it's almost like you know faith is almost like shoe brands everyone has their preference and it's personal to them and everybody has something that fits them the best and you just have to find out like what that is for you and personalize it and make it your own you know what I mean and that's kind of how I view faith in God is like a personal journey and not just like doing something because it's right or because it's written you know written in a book or anything like that like it has to be personal for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that we answered the question, but I don't think going to the Methodist church is wrong. And I don't think Mammy's faith was Absolutely. lesser than my own or anything like that. That's not how I meant it at all. I just meant that, you know, if if going to Methodist church and reciting the same songs over and over and memorizing prayers does it for you, great. But it didn't do it for me. I totally get that. All right, Stoners, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our podcast sponsors, 
here she freaking goes. Mother, we need to tell the stoners about mood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is right. If you guys don't know, mood is known for their federally legal THC. Oh. And now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup, which that's perfect for Tish. She loves the potent. Honestly, I love mood. Yeah. Well, great. They're, they're like, uh, they are so good. I, they really do have something for every single mood. And it actually works the way it says that it does. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. What's your favorite product, would you and, say? You know what? I love their pens. Mm, They're okay. really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, Mood offers uh, things like flour, gummies, vapes, and more. And they have this THCA product that converts into THC when you heat it and you get access to the classic marijuana high. Mood's latest and most potent breakthrough in the world of legal cannabis. All of their products are regularly tested in third-party labs and sourced from small family farms and pesticide-free, which is so important. They have different strains for specific moods, hence the name of the brand. So whether you want like a euphoric, energized feeling or you're feeling more creative and want to chill, they have something for everybody and plenty of versatile products that go with whatever mood you're going for. Try Moods' new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order and a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code SWS. That's hellomood.com code SWS for 20% off your order and a free THCA pre-roll. Cute. All right, play the next one. Hey, Brandy and Tish. This is Caroline. Um, I was just calling in to see if you guys have any advice on how to deal with friends that are in toxic relationships and how you can continue to be friends with them even though you know the relationship they're in is bad. And how do you stop that toxic relationship from affecting your friendship? I love your guys' podcast. I'm literally obsessed. All right. Thank you. Bye. Cute. Oh, Caroline, Caroline, I feel like I'm not going to have the answer you want because it's just really hard when your friends are in toxic relationships because unfortunately, in my experience, there's just nothing you can say that's going to talk them out of it. They have to figure it out on their own. And it sucks because it's so hard to watch your friends like go through turmoil like that. And especially when you can see so clearly something that's so bad and they just and they're in it and they can't. It's so frustrating. But I have been there so many times where I've had friends that are just in terrible relationships and there's nothing I can say. It's almost like the more you try to make them see it, the less they want to see it. Absolutely. It drives me crazy. (laughs) But honestly, the thing about it is, is you're right. I don't think anything that you can say, there's just nothing you can do because honestly, it always seems to push them in the opposite direction. But what I do think is one big thing for me is if I'm friends with somebody that is in that type of relationship and it is really affecting us, there are times that I feel like I just have to back off because not wanting to be in that or like you said, let it affect your friendship. It's more like maybe like you just need to distance yourself a little bit. And then when that person comes to you and say, hey, what's up? What's going on? Then maybe you could have that honest conversation with them and that they would hear you and then again just give them space but I don't think that if they don't come to it on their own that it will ever happen 
I know it is really hard. I think that the best thing you can do is try to just like kind of be there as a listener when they do decide mm-hmm. to come and talk to you. And and then I think finding time for like you and your friend to do things that just have nothing to do like with the boyfriend or the girlfriend or whatever it is that's going on. And just maybe kind of like go back to things that you guys that maybe you guys did when you first became friends, like stuff that just really like ties the two of you and your friendship together and, and kind of like has nothing to do almost with the relationship, I think is the best way to spend time with somebody that's in something like that. Me too. Yeah, that's a tough one. But we're here for you and stay strong. And in my experience, too, it's like once the toxic relationship does end, like you and your friend will come out you know, on the other end of it and you'll still re- remain friends and your friendship will definitely survive this, you know, and then when the toxic relationship does end for them, like then, you know, just be there for your friend and everything will end up working out, I think. Hey, Tiss. Hey, Brandy. My name is Kenzie and my question was for both of you. I am wanting to know how do you navigate maintaining friendships when your friends are in different life stages than you? So, I'm 22, and a lot of my friends are getting married and will probably start to have families soon. So how do I still be friends with them and, like, maintain our friendship, even though it would look really different? Thank you so much, guys. Love the pod. And, yeah, thank you. Kenzie. That's an awesome question, I think. But I think once you kind of get used to that or, like, maybe the first one does get married or does have a baby – I think it's just like a part of growing and growing together in that friendship because the coolest thing ever is that I've known my best friend Missy since we were 14, Mm -hmm. like, which blows my mind. Like we were literally 14 years old. So we've really grown together through every single stages of our lives. And gosh, ours were, ours were very different, you know, Mm -hmm. like our lives grew into very different lives, but it did not change how close we are at all. Mm -hmm. I think for me, because I, I was the person that all my friends got married, all my all my friends started having babies and like I just didn't do any of that. <laughs> my path has been very different. And I think for me it was on, once they did those things and got married and had kids and had such a different like life, I think it was a struggle for me to find like what we had in common anymore with a lot of them. And so um, I think if I could go back and change anything, I think that I probably would have told myself to make a bigger effort to be invested in the things that are now important to them. Like a big one is kids. Like I just I don't have kids so like I just that whole life is foreign to me and so um, I have a couple of like my closest friends that have recently had kids and like I am now that I'm older and more aware like I'm really trying to make a conscious effort to be invested in the kids lives and you know be interested and when they send pictures be excited for them and because that's that's what's going to keep your friendship going is that you guys even though you have different stuff going on like remaining invested in each other's lives and what each other has going on and and making it a priority even if it doesn't you know if it's not something that you feel like you have in common anymore like just keep your keep making those things that are you know that matter to your friends important to you and i think friendships definitely survive that kind of thing yeah me too let's do some design hi guys my name is emmy i love your show and i will have a your mp question i have a large a very large ac return that is white and the wall is slate blue and I was wondering if it should be painted or I don't I don't know what to do with it. It's just this ugly thing just sticking out in the middle of the living room and I don't know if I should paint it or if I should do something else with it. Um, I don't know if the paint will stick either because it's metal. So help. I love you guys. Thank you. I hate when that happens. 
I mean, like, honestly, it's the worst because I have one of those as well at the end of my hallway. And I actually just did paint it the color of the wall. And mine was also metal and the paint did stick. So I think, yeah, I I don't know you would use oil based or I'm not really sure. I'm sure you can Google it, but yeah, mine was metal. Both. Are, I have two in one of my halls and I painted them both the same as the wall color. And mm-hmm. what I love about doing that instead of something like covering it, which you can't really do because it cuts off the airflow or I think anything else you do is going to draw more attention to it. And I think just painting it the same as whatever the wall color is, paint it the exact same. It'll just completely go away. Yeah. I would think that if you do struggle with the paint sticking, I bet you anything, there's some sort of primer you can use. Like that Rust-Oleum brand, they make something for everything, you know? They really do. Yeah. And there are primers like where you can use regular paint, different type of primers for different types of projects like that. Yep. That's the answer. All right. Play the next one. Hi, this is Cassidy. I'm from Central Pennsylvania, and I have a three-year-old, and we are currently planning on trying to have another baby. And since you guys have a large family, I was just wondering, how do you style your house around your kids' stuff? Like, my son is a collector of all the little things. And, like, I have such a hard time, like, organizing my house and, like, hiding the toys to make it look nice because, obviously, like, your children's toys aren't, like, aesthetically pleasing. So, if you could help me out, that would be great. And, like, just a little backstory, like, I have, I have, like, a cubed organizer as, like, a TV stand or, like, a TV shelf under our TV. And, like, his toys just completely destroy these box things. So, and any any advice would help. Thank you so much. I love the podcast. Bye. Well, my mother blocked off rooms of the house that we weren't allowed in so that those rooms could stay aesthetically pleasing. It's true. Dog gate. I highly Literally. recommend dog gate. <laughs> but honestly, do you know I did? Because once the kids started walking, which is a complete nightmare. Because then they're into everything, which definitely at three, that it drove me insane when they would pull the freaking pots and pans out of the kitchen cabinets and do that whole game. (laughs) (laughs) So I just moved everything to upper shelves. And I actually really organized a lot of their toys in the bottom of the kitchen cabinets because (laughs) it was then the jokes on you. Was it though? Yeah. You think you're going to pull up, pull up the pots and pans and clang them and like mess the house all up? No. It's your same old stupid toys you've been playing with. <laughs> but no, it's like I'll just put your toys in there and then you can pull them out and then you have to put them up because that's what you have to do. <laughs> so you were telling us as three year olds to put the stuff away. Sure. Oh, geez. That is a good but idea. Anyway. No, any type of organizing tricks like that are really great because you absolutely have to be so organized or it will be awful. And so I do think, like you said, like the cubes are such a good and cute idea way to keep things organized. And even like I said, like I did a lot under the kitchen cabinets and it was just a good place to store them. And you knew they were going to pull everything out of those spaces anyway. And also if you're like actually little collections, maybe you do like a big bookshelf or shelving on the wall or something like that. And then you could actually display all their toys and make it, you know, use those as kind of like accessories for their bedroom, which I think would could be really cute. Love that. Yeah. Can I do that with dog toys? Absolutely. <laughs> 
They're just strewn all over the house. You going to play the next one? Hey, my name is Diana. I'm calling from Alaska where weed is legal, so make sure you add that to your list of stops when you tour around the state. Also, quick shout out to Kentucky because my husband and I met there and we both still have family there. Okay, anyways, my question was in reference to a family argument that seems to get brought up often. I'm wondering what everyone's opinions are on aliens. Who thinks they're out there and who thinks aliens are not realistic? My husband and I have different opinions on this, and I was just curious why it's such a hot debate topic in your family. I'm loving the podcast and can't wait for every new episode. Thanks. Bye. Okay, first of all, I'm dying to go to Alaska. Second of all, there is a movie called The Fourth Kind, and it is about aliens in Alaska, and it scarred me for life. It was one of the scariest freaking movies I've ever seen because when it came out, they said it was real. So if you watch the fourth kind, oh, I've heard like, of that. It's like it's like scripted like movie, but then they, then they show like quote unquote real footage from like skull, uh, psychological like therapists that are like talking to these people who who were who were like abducted by aliens and it's supposedly real footage so like you're sitting here watching this freaking movie with all this real footage and you're thinking like holy shit these people and got it's it not for sure and it's not real but they sold the movie like it was real but oh, then they but then they got gosh. in big trouble because it came out that Wait, it wasn't well, who was that that did that oh <laughs> i always forget how to say her name but uh Mia Mia Jovovich is that how you say it? Do you know who she is? No, she's like a, she's in a bunch of horror movies. Probably butchering her name. She's in like all the Resident Evil films. But anyway, it's fourth kind. Check it out if you're into aliens and you're living in Alaska. But the reason a lot of people who live in Alaska believe in aliens is because Alaska is like don't quote me, but I it's like either the highest or like one of the highest states with huge numbers of people disappearing and so they oh. pe people think they they get abducted by aliens but then reality like there's so much wilderness in alaska that's that I true. Think people probably just wander off and hike and do stuff and then disappear and nobody finds them because it's so remote but that is a thing where like so many disappearances and people blame it on the aliens in alaska okay so my thoughts on aliens are well first number one absolutely stopping in alaska because i have been dying to go there and number two, the fact that I can get stoned in Alaska is just like the coolest thing in the world. I mean, <laughs> that would be so fun. It would be cool. But we have to go when it's warm. August is supposedly the best month to go to Alaska. Okay. And number two, I have no idea why we debate aliens, but it always turns into the biggest argument that it's absolutely insane. And mm -hmm. like one time we were at Morton Steakhouse and literally- I tell this story all the time. It was insane. I'll never forget it. I was so upset. Because it was your birthday. Was, oh my gosh. Yep, sure was. <laughs> <laughs> We've never celebrated your birthday since. Or we had never up until that point. It's the yeah. only damn time we've ever celebrated my birthday and it ended up in a fist fight over aliens, which is ridiculous. You know, Brazen but anyway, is adamant they don't exist. Oh, Brazen absolutely is adamant. Noah is adamant that they do. Trace used to be adamant that they do to the point where he did not speak to me for probably like six months because I did not believe there was an alien outside his apartment. That's <laughs> insane. Do you not remember this? vaguely no it was a big deal it was a real big deal that uh billy ray trace noah all believe in aliens me brazen what about you bran 
Here's the thing. I want to believe in it really badly because the universe is so massive. I just, it's hard for me to really like wrap my brain around the fact that we're the only ones here because there are so many other planets and galaxies and universes. And it's just so endless that there, I just have to believe there's something else out there. But also I'm like, I'd like to see some proof. I mean, I'm serious. What we have known by now. But, you know, the government did recently this year release the footage of the UFOs. Did you ever see that? No. Yeah, it was like during all the COVID, what was when COVID first happened, they like released, the government released footage of UFOs to try to distract us from coronavirus and it didn't work because no one cared about the aliens. <laughs> I do not think that's true. Google it. Really? Google it. Yes. I think that's not true. Google all right, I think that's enough DRMTs. You're starting to spiral. Okay, can we do a off-limit? All right, let's hear your off-limits. Okay, so has anyone out there watched, ugh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's um, Hillary Swank in a new, look it up, Brand. Hillary Swank's new show, and she's an astronaut. What? I've only seen the first episode and I'm freaking. I love it so much. Is it called Away? I think it is Away. I think it's on Netflix. Netflix, yeah, Away. An American science fiction drama web television series starring Hilary Swank. Away follows Emma Green, an American astronaut who must leave her husband and teenage daughter behind in order to command an international space crew embarking upon a treacherous three-year-long mission. It is a series about hope, humanity, and how ultimately we need one another if we are to achieve impossible things. Okay, so... Don't hold me to anything except the first episode because I've not seen the rest of it. But the first episode was so good. Hillary, and she's just so good. And her body, holy crap. It's always been insane. Her body is ridiculous. There's like this scene where she's taking something like a shirt off or something and her back and her, her body is just ripped. Dang. Yeah, and she's like 45. She looks amazing. I loved it so much. So as soon as we hang up here, I'm going to get in my bed and watch the rest of the series. I mean, how many episodes are there? Ten. Yay. So, you know, I, lo I love anything about space. Like, space is my thing. But I'm not going to lie. This sounds a little bit like, what was the show I was obsessed with? It was also a Netflix show. I love this one. It's got everything. It's got family. It's got love. It's got career. Oh, Another Life. Did you ever watch that? No. It is so good. This sounds a little bit like that. Katie Sackhoff. Do you know who she is? No. Main character. She is badass. Also, Selma Blair is in it, and she's oh, awesome in it. Love her. Uh, and the guy is, oh, Eric Wallace. I think he was in, everyone said he was in, like, uh, Shameless? I never saw that. Oh, yeah, Shameless. Yeah, he's in it. Another Life. It's very, so it's spacey, kind of the same thing. Like, the girl is an astronaut, and she goes off to do the space thing and leaves her family behind. But once they get to space, Another Life is very sci-fi-y. But I love that. Like, scary sci-fi? No, but, like, kind of. Okay, I think I'll like, like that. Not not like I'm scared <laughs> to go to sleep scary, but no, like... No, no. I, like, I really you know? like those. I either like in space or in the ocean scary. Okay, the, you got to watch Another Life then. Yeah, like what the was that one that we, they're in the bottom of the ocean and something's coming through to get them? Oh, I don't know. It's oh, like, so good. I can't remember the name of it. You have to know. No, I can't do ocean stuff. Oh, and what was that one that like Chris Pond was in? 
He's been in a million, <laughs> literally a million. Now, you know what my favorite one was? Is is that? I'm thinking I'm getting something. Okay, you, you can't just sit here and spout off like, oh, that one that Chris bought and then move on. Like, that's not how this well, works. Well, I think I'm getting Jurassic, like a, the new Jurassic World with Chris Pond Chris mixed Pratt. up. That's mixed up with what's that one where they're they go down and they're diving and they all get caught underneath was that oh in the oh you mean the james cameron movie <sighs> so confused <laughs> <laughs> i know what you're talking about i because i love that movie noah has seen it so many times i know i know yeah. i'm the one that told noah about that what's movie. it called i'm looking right now sanctum Oh, it's really good. Sanctum was so good. So terrifying. So it you guys terrifying. It's about um this crew that it, they're exploring the deepest cave on earth. This is not a true story, by the way. Thank God. But it's like the deepest. It's like one of the last places on earth that hasn't been explored in the movie. And it's a cave, an underwater cave. And they dive down there and it does not go great. <laughs> Not go good at all. It's not go well. It's such a good movie though. <laughs> so but I either like those ocean movies or the space movies. Yes, yeah, same. Love a space. And movie. did you know there is a real thing? Which I think they is why they do this because they're going to Mars. I'm going know, to Mars. No, no, no. Did you know there's a real thing? And somebody's already doing like a documentary about it. And it started years ago. I forget how many people like you sign up literally to go to Mars to start new life on a different planet. But you know that when you leave, you are not coming back. You either die trying or you live on Mars and never come back. Sounds sick. So it's like they take like doctors and emergency people and electricians and like all this stuff to literally build life on it. And it's a real true thing. I forget what it's called, but they're documenting it. It sounds like that movie that I love called Passenger. I never saw that. You always say this, but I think you did. It's Jennifer Lawrence and Chris no, Pratt. I didn't Mom, say it. you need to go watch it right now. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. No. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to watch that then Hillary Swank. Okay. Question, is Dancing with the Stars on yet? I have no unearthly idea. You know my friend Caitlin's on the show. I know. I got to start watching it when, she, when it comes that on. That doesn't seem very socially distanced. There's no crowd. Which, know, honestly, like- it's, like ha- it's like the half the scary part of Dancing with the Stars is having to dance in front of that crowd. There's no crowd I want to do. That's what I'm saying. Like, she got a great season. Like, honestly, I could go over there and kick some booty if there's no crowd. Oh, it starts the 14th. So next Monday it premieres. Okay, I'm going to have to watch that. Like, I wouldn't even care that it was on TV live. It's the crowd that would scare me. Oh, well, they ain't got no crowd because of the Rona. Oh, yeah. Well, Toots, I'd love to stay in chat. Okay, so I'm going in to watch Away. And then what's the next Alien movie I'm watching? Another Life. And a fourth kind. And the fourth kind. Okay, great. This is going to keep me getting busy. Because and you know Passenger. What? That's the first one. Oh, can you text me all these? Ugh. I'm serious. You need to text me or I'll forget. But honestly, I am exhausted. Like, my brain is just exhausted. And I just need to turn my phone off, lock my doors, get some food in the house, and just lock it down for like three days. Sounds great. Can we tell the stoners bye before you get into the whole thing? 
Bye, stoners. Hey, stoners. We loved the voicemails this week. You guys slayed asking the questions. Please call us. Leave us messages. We love our Dear MT segment. It's the best part of the whole freaking week. And so if you're not on board yet, we have a, sorry, we're stoned voicemail set up. You can call and leave us a message and ask us any question you want. It can be about absolutely anything. And I'm about to give you guys this phone number. So get out your little phones or if you're old school, write it down. Here's the number. Are you ready? 818-839-0534. Call us. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Sorry We're Stoned wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. And we would love if you guys would go and give us five little stars and write us a nice review. And send more questions. Lots and lots of questions. Yeah, we love the questions. We love hearing from you guys. Tisha Stone, gotta go. Love you guys. (laughs) Tell Ron Hart, good night. Bye, stoners. Okay, bye, stoners. Hey guys, I'm Alana Dunn and I'm the host of Seeing Other People. As an early Hinge employee, a modern dater, and now a fiance, I know the dating world maybe a little too intimately. I'm here to make you feel less alone in your dating journey, whatever it may look like. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Whether you're looking for love or just want to laugh and commiserate with others, tune in to Seeing Other People as we explore the roller coaster that is the ever-evolving world of dating. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.